There's no problem too big or small, no issue too hot or cold, and no subject these gentlemen won't talk about. Let's head into the lab to see what they're working to figure out today. Let's get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grumbacher. Joining me, as always, is Centauri Miner. Hello, folks. Helping us move from awareness to action today is Mr. Thomas Barr, the Executive Director of Local First Arizona. Welcome, Thomas. Hey, how are you guys? We are doing well. Appreciate you taking the time. Um, We have obviously had Kimber Lanning on the show earlier off the top of my head, I don't remember how long that's been, Centauri, but it's been a little while. And it's been a while. So Local First is certainly an organization that both Centauri and I are very fond of, and so we're excited to, to have you on the show, Thomas. If you would, let's get started by talking a little bit about your career path. Sure. So um, I have been with Local First Arizona now for the past five years, um, and before that I was working off and on for another nonprofit in town, um, the Phoenix Zoo, which is a much larger nonprofit, off and on for about three and a half years, uh, right as I was uh, exiting my undergrad at Arizona State University. <clears throat> so I've been in the sector uh, working for about almost nine years here, uh, volunteering obviously for other nonprofits throughout my youth. Um, But as I was uh, graduating college, um, I started working at the zoo, overseeing their database, doing donor relations, membership, that kind of stuff, Uh, just growing a base and foundation of nonprofit skills as I knew there was uh, community-based work that I wanted to do, but wasn't quite sure exactly what that was. Um, As the uh, recession hit early in my college years, um, I took... um, a lot of time to really think about how that was impacting local communities and local families across the country and knew that I wanted to get involved in work that uh, restored wealth and power to local communities. And when I found Local First Arizona in 2013, I knew it was the perfect fit for me. Uh, Not only am I born and raised in the state and super proud of where I'm from, Um, And I was naturally drawn to the hometown pride that the organization was building across Arizona. But I was really, really enthused and um, excited about the different approach to economic development that Local First Arizona was introducing across communities in the state of Arizona. Uh, Traditionally, you know, we've been focused on just trying to attract large companies and and working um, to bring large companies from California over to our state to solve economic problems. And I and I just loved the the alternate the alternative um, uh, approach that Local First Arizona provided. It wasn't saying that attracting large business is bad out of state, but it was saying why don't we uh, approach economic development from a different mindset and infuse power into our communities by uplifting entrepreneurs and small businesses. And I was just naturally attracted to that. Uh, As I joined the organization, I was very vocal to our founder, Kimber, that I wanted to grow as I knew the organization was growing. And I was lucky to have an organization that also invested in me as I invested my time into it and just developed a lot of the last five years. I was able to uh, grow professionally in many ways, uh, attend a lot of wonderful conferences, and um, was able to grow my 
skills in public speaking and networking and technical skills and operations and luckily was brought into and very fortunate to have been brought into the executive director position just two months ago. So I found myself very privileged and just really proud to be doing this work. That's awesome. And I echo the, uh, the sentiment. I know that Centauri does as well, that, uh, it is, uh, an awesome approach to really empower the local businesses and help them grow. And by so doing, you'll obviously grow the economy and strengthen the state and, and all that other good stuff. So I think that this is, is exciting that we're able to have this conversation with you early on in your tenure as executive director. And it'll be fun three years from now to, uh, to ask you the question I'm about to ask. So but so far, what are the three biggest things that you've learned over the past three years? Three biggest things I've learned, um, specifically being in the nonprofit sector, I guess the one major thing would be uh, to not get locked into a box of the traditional approach to running an organization. Um, I've witnessed uh, a lot of uh, things in the sector and a lot of people in the sector that uh, take a very traditional uh, slow moving approach to running nonprofit organizations and not that that's bad or um, anything like that. But I, I, I think that taking a business mindset to running an organization is not necessarily a bad thing at all and something that more nonprofits should do. And that's something that I've learned to do, um, not only to continue pushing and to grow profits and to uh, uh, bridge gaps and to uh, collaborate with uh, whoever and whomever you can across the state, but to really just think about your organization as a business, um, to grow it as much as you can, to take risks, and um, and to make those profits grow. Um, and so that's one approach that I take to running the organization. Uh, the second thing uh, I've learned is just to build bridges, uh, to never uh, think that, uh, to always try to find a commonality with somebody else that you're trying to work with, whether that's a organization or an individual. There's endless opportunities for collaborating and making great local impact with different partners across the state. And then as a young person, I guess the third person I would, or the third thing I would say that I've learned over the past three years is to not always think that your generation or you yourself are always right. And I know that obviously just saying that um, sounds very simple, but I think that we've, there's always a lot of uh, talk in Centauri. I know you and I have worked together on a lot of things with uh, young professionals in the community. But there's lots of talk surrounding generational divides and um, who's who, who's right and wrong and all those things and who's caused the mess and who's going to clean it up. And I provide that, you know, I, I love being the age that I am and in the generation that I am. But I think too often generations fail to look at themselves and critique themselves and see what they could be doing better and look at other generations and see what they did great and try to learn from that. So that's the approach that I take to leadership uh, just generally in trying to look at different people and different models of, of leading and encouraging others that uh, could be beneficial to the community as a whole. Well, that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. I, uh, you know, so much of, of the discourse in our country today is, is so divisive and it doesn't seem like there is a lot of bridge building. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of trying to learn and understand from one another. And 
that's really what you're talking about is is you're talking about finding different ways to be successful. You're talking about finding commonalities. You're talking about understanding the fact that maybe I'm not always right. There's opportunities to learn from others. And I think that that'll really serve you and the organization well. Um, I think that you'll really grow and, and be successful because you are taking so many different groups and companies from different parts of the state with different goals, but all working together to, uh, to make it a better place. So I think that that's exciting. Thomas, I'd love for you to tell us, um, and you did in your intro, but we had Kimber on quite a, uh, quite a while back, but doing some level setting for our listeners to talk a little bit more about local first and, you know, what your mission, vision and impact is and kind of why this work is so important. Yeah, so um, the mission has evolved a lot since Kimber started the organization 15 years ago. Um, It originally began as, you know, just a bi-local coalition uh, to get people excited and connected to all types of locally owned businesses across the state of Arizona, whether that was, you know, somebody trying to find a local coffee shop to to get a bite to eat at or a, a coffee at or a business owner trying to procure their web development and graphic design needs from to a city that needed to put out a bid or a contract. Uh, The more that we raised awareness and continue to raise awareness about shifting our dollars to local companies, the greater impact that has on the economy in many ways. Uh, The the main way that it does is that it has a higher return on our dollars recirculating locally. Uh, We know that almost four times more of our dollars stays and recirculates in our local community when spent at a local business versus a national chain. We also know that for every two national jobs created in our state, three local jobs are actually lost. So when we look, when we look at that from an economic standpoint, it just makes sense that we should at least try to seek out local options when spending our money. So as the organization evolved, what we really found is that, you know, I, I, we could talk about buying local all day long. I could tell you, I could tell your friends, you could tell your family, go buy local. But if there's not enough local businesses out there, and if they're not competitive in their markets, then you might go to a local business, have a bad experience, and then you're not going to go back. And so one of the new approaches that we've taken at Local First Arizona is to strengthen businesses to be more competitive, regardless of the market that they're operating in. Whether you're a local coffee shop trying to compete against all the coffee chains, or you are a local web developer trying to get gigs. We want you to have uh, the best customer service, the most unique products. Um, We want you to be delivering higher um, than any other business that's out there because there's one thing that the chains and the national companies can't take from a local business, and that's being unique and local. So our job at Local First is to make those businesses, uh, uh, to strengthen those businesses and make them more competitive Uh, So our vision is really to just expand on that. We want to have, we want Arizona to have the most robust, diverse, inclusive economy that exists in the entire country. We should have uh, the uh, highest number of small businesses per capita. We should have walkable streets and great restaurants and local food easily accessible to everyone that lives in our state not just wealthy folk that might be able to uh, afford local because it's uh, they're privileged and it's more convenient for them to do so. We want everyone to have access to buy locally. So a lot of the programs and initiatives and events that we've procured and created in the past several years have all been aimed at expanding that. Uh, and we want every city and town and community in Arizona to have a robust local economy. 
So the impact is, is pretty massive. Uh, everything from a small business owner who's able to have the opportunity to um, bridge themselves and, and elevate themselves based off the name recognition that Local First Arizona has been able to establish is great for them. Uh, they're able to say, I'm locally owned, and they can benefit from that because of the momentum that we've built. Um, and then everything from that to the great stories that we can tell about the large local companies that are in our state. We have everything from uh, Hickman's Eggs in Litchfield, Arizona, to uh, Nextiva, the phone company in Scottsdale, Arizona, who are large local companies, even Harkins Theaters and Bashes. They're great large local companies having huge, great impacts in our community. And we need to tell that story because you don't have to go over to Silicon Valley to grow a great large company. You can do it right here in our state. So our impact is, is making sure people are proud of their place. They're getting connected to the businesses that are here. Nice. And I have to imagine that with what, what I would consider to be ambitious goals of helping local business, helping so many local business um, up their game and become more competitive and accentuate their their inherent advantages of being local. I have to imagine that technology is going to help you uh, help you in that cause. Technology and innovation. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's everything from, I, I mean, from the very start, you can think of, of a business who needs to um, revamp their customer service model. And maybe, you know, they were doing something a bit more traditionally, but they need to have faster technology in order to respond to their customer and clients quicker. Um, our job at Local First is to connect them to a great local partner that can help them do that, to think outside the box. We have everything from entrepreneurs that are starting taquerias and small businesses across the state of Arizona uh, to family-owned companies that have been around for 50 years. And the the needs are, are wide-ranging. There's a wide variety of tools and resources we are able to provide for them. Um, and, you know, they're here and they're struggling in uncompetitive markets. And it's something that, that we talk about a lot because I don't tell people to buy local because I want you to um, help us another small business owner. That, that, that's, not, that's not the point. The point is not to you know, do somebody a favor by buying local, but we want you to buy local because it's going to be better for you and for your kids in the long run if we're going to think about the future of our state. If we want higher tax revenue and better jobs, uh, then we need to be sourcing from more local companies. But again, I can't tell you to do that without trying to strengthen those local companies. So we have those two arms of our work at Local First that uh, that we focus on a lot. And there's technology that comes into play and, and many other factors in, in trying to work with all the, the wide variety of businesses that are within our network for sure. Thomas, you, you say, you talk a little bit about the, the tools, but can you give us an example of like, what does programming look like to level up these businesses? Sure. Um, as you could imagine, there are so many different types of businesses that have a ton of different needs. Uh, like I said before, you could be a web developer working out of your home. You could be a 50-year-old family-owned landscaping business. Uh, you could be a restaurant in Central Phoenix. Um, there's so many different types of needs. And so we provide kind of two uh, different strategies in order to help businesses. One is from a business services standpoint. So these are businesses that are trying to offer a service to another company in Arizona. They might not be providing a product. And these are the businesses that the regular consumer doesn't think about a lot, right? These are your graphic designers, your payroll service providers, your accountants, all these people working behind the scenes. 
what our work to do with them is to really uh, help them look at how they are uh, marketing themselves to other businesses. Do they have top-notch service to all their customers? Are they thinking about how their website is built and how they can get connected to other local, um, local business owners? Are they thinking about how they spend their money as a business? Are they spending it with businesses that uh, might not ever hire them? Or are they spending it with other local businesses that they can create relationships with? So it's thinking outside the box beyond, you know, uh, just your craft and what you're really good at, and more so working on your business and thinking holistically about the different uh, opportunities you have. So we do everything from providing workshops on um, the new technology that's out there and, and the different ways that you can grow your company. Um, we provide quarterly uh, um, uh, quarterly educational series uh, across the state of Arizona for business owners to come out and learn together. We host over 75 member gathering opportunities for businesses. Um, and then once a year, we host an event called the Arizona Good Business Summit, which is an opportunity for all Arizona businesses and even non-local businesses if they want to come to learn about great Arizona companies doing really good things. So we're highlighting businesses like Goodman's, um, who's a B corporation and is uh, not just focused on profits, but focused on building a great community. Uh, businesses like Max 6 that is incubating over 60 small businesses in Tempe. Uh, so these are just wi a wide range and wide variety of opportunities for that type of business. Uh, now, if we were to think more about a retail type business or somebody that's selling a product or something that's really unique, those things are really, really different. Um, you're trying to get in front of a consumer base instead of in front of uh, a more of a B2B type atmosphere. So we want to make sure that you have the most up-to-date products. Um, that you're up to speed on all the social media accounts that you need to be on, uh, that you have lots of opportunities to get out there and be a vendor at different events across the state of Arizona. So uh, an example of what we do for them is we put on a fall festival every year in downtown Phoenix. It brings out 25,000 people to celebrate Arizona, and it's only open to members of Local First. So uh, you can come out and be a vendor and get your product or service right in front of a huge crowd right before the holidays hit. And it really helps uh, not only with marketing, but in selling products and those kind of things. Um, and then we just, we encourage all of our businesses to come out to our networking events. It's just, it is the number one way to continue to grow your business is growing a robust, strong network. Um, so our businesses may have a lot of time on their hands. Some of them may have little time on their hands. It's about listening to them, hearing where they're at, and then connecting them to one of the wide range of resources that we provide for them. Excellent stuff. Well, Thomas, knowing that the whole world would hear it, what plea would you make? I would plea that you remember that the only person that can control how you spend your money is you. Um, a lot of the times we imagine the economy as something that's run out outside of Washington, D.C., you know, and it's, it's not us that has control over it. Um, but I encourage people every day to think about how they choose to spend their money every day. And you have economic choices every time you spend your dollars. Uh, you can choose to spend your dollars with local companies um, that have a bigger impact on your community that make you feel more connected to your home, um, or you can choose to spend it with non-local companies. And you may not be able to do it 100% of the time, but if you try to make a, a shift in your spending, you're going to have a bigger impact on the community, and you're going to feel more connected to place and be investing in, in our state's future. So, I love it. Nice. And I would imagine that if people were really honest 
about how mindful they are regarding every dollar that they spend, they could probably say, you know, he. I think that Thomas is right. I could probably pretty easily spend more money locally instead of spending money outside of Arizona. So I appreciate that very much. Santari, what have we forgotten to talk about? Uh, well, we have a couple of minutes. Thomas, I know that you're now at the helm of a um, pretty sizable organization as far as number of employees. So I'm curious to know what going into this, what do you feel like your leadership style will be right now? And then a few years from now, we'll ask the question again. But tell me a little bit more about your leadership style. Sure. Um, it's interesting because that's the biggest question I've been asked ever since um, entering my role is, well, not question, but um, prompt, I guess, is you're going to have to develop your own leadership style, your own leadership style. And right now I'm, I'm in a style of really um, focused on listening and learning. Um, I, I want to be sure that I am proactive about hearing and, and being empathetic with um the different communities that we work with and the different people that are on our team. Uh, we have a lot of people coming from a lot of different places with great perspectives. And uh, although I, I'm a, I feel that I am the person um, that, that is right for this position, I don't always have all the answers. So I take an approach of always listening to the people around me and, um, and taking time to really understand the complexity of the issues that we're working with. Um, there's never a blanketed approach to um, our work in any of the communities that we're in. And there's never a blanketed approach to leadership for everyone that you work with. I think it's really important to always be ready to pivot and um, be uh, ready to adjust based off of situations and the environment. And so right now I'm taking a very uh, uh, much so a learning and, and listening perspective to my leadership. Uh, in the years to come, I, I look to just be more of a local economy um, expert in, in the field that we're working in. Local First Arizona is one of about 160 local business coalitions in the country and we're the largest of all of those in, in number of staff in reach and number of businesses represented. And I look to just be more of an advocate uh, intellectually on the issues that we're speaking about uh, because it's, it, it, our work digs deeper um, in, an, uh, in a, a much deeper way than just getting people to buy local. Um, we're really trying to build more equity in our state. And I want to have those conversations with more leaders across our state of Arizona to think proactively about realistic ways in which we can shift the needle to benefit our community. Um, and so I'm excited to do this work. Um, I'm, I'm really happy that I found the right place. Um, I encourage all those, every other person, every other young professional and leader that I work with to um, continue to work with us at Local First and uh, find ways to build those bridges and collaborate with us um, because there's just endless opportunity and I know that we're all here to build a better state. So really happy to be doing this work and really happy to be on the show with you guys today. So thank you very much. It was a pleasure having you, Thomas. Um, if somebody's interested in learning more about the group or engaging with you, what, what should they do? Sure. If you're a small business owner or local business in anywhere in Arizona, you can get involved by going to localfirstaz.com. Uh, you can click on our membership information and find out the really affordable ways that we could help you. It's only $59 a year if you're an entrepreneur to join Local First Arizona. Uh, if you're a consumer, uh, go to our website, localfirstaz.com, click find, look for local businesses in your area, see how you can shift 
some of your spending to local businesses. It can start with your morning coffee. It can bridge from there to your oil changes or your haircuts. So use this as a resource and get involved um, with all the things we have going on across the state. Excellent. Centauri, what else, sir? That's it. Thanks, Thomas, for being on here. Thank you so much, Thomas. We appreciate it. And thanks, as always, for listening. And remember, keep questioning because the struggle is real.